Hello, and welcome back to the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast. This is Penny Sansevieri and Amy Cornell. We're so thrilled um, to be back. Amy, it's nice to be doing this with you again. I know, this is great. Not that we uh, not that we necessarily took a break, but we do record these in batches. So sometimes we'll record a whole bunch and then we'll take a month or six weeks off and then we'll come and be coming up with new ideas. And so first off, I wanna say that thank you to those of you who have reviewed the podcast on iTunes. We are super excited yesterday. I sent Amy a text. Our podcast is now on Audible. So if you have the Audible app, you can listen for free and we would love a review on Audible as well. In fact, we may be doing a promo um, on doing, you know, uh, posting a review on, on Audible to get us some, some more exposure. But one of the things I wanted to remind everybody as you're reviewing is share a nugget that you learned from the podcast. So whatever show that you were, in, that were, you were inspired to write a review for, um, whatever particular show, share a nugget of that in a review. Not only is it fun for people to read that, obviously what you learned, but it's also a great way to remember from the from the show, you know, something specific, some sort of takeaway that you're going to implement uh, in for your book for your book promotion. And more, so many announcements before we dig into the show. This is the first in a series of Amazon shows, and I don't want to say how many Amazon shows. I know at a minimum we're going to do three or four of them, and it is to announce the uh, updated, re-released How to Sell Books by the Truckload on Amazon 2021 edition. Um, with all due respect to 2020, I'm not <laughs> anything tw- the 2020 edition because I feel like that's that's a curse. I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. In fact, it's so funny. I was going to put this up on Facebook this morning. I walked by our Rite Aid and they already have the 2021 calendars at 50% off. <laughs> no. Yes. I was <laughs> I thought, well, that doesn't bode well. Um, so funny. <laughs> I know. Right. But the 2021 edition of Truckload is going to go up for pre-order in November. And I don't have an exact date because as those of you know, who have produced a book, there are a lot of varying circumstances that um, relate to the timing of a book going up for pre-order, but it will be sometime. So this podcast is going to be, you're listening to this. If you're listening to it on the day it launched, thank you. You're listening to this on November the 5th. So it's going to be sometime probably in that following week, I would imagine. Um, But sometime before Thanksgiving, early ish in November, and we're going to be doing a whole bunch of giveaways. So we did a, just a, a big series of giveaways that Amy actually uh, was her idea, and she ran with it. Amy, do you want to talk a little bit about what we're going to be doing for the truckload book? Yeah, our special BOGO. Yes. I love a BOGO. Honestly, it's, yeah, it's the modern gift with purchase, right? Um, right. <laughs> right. But yeah, so and we talk about this a lot in our different episodes. We refer back to it because so much of what we cover and the tips we try to give and the advice we try to give really is complemented by our master Amazon and sell more books video membership that we have because having that visual of what we're talking about really takes all of this to the next level for people that are really trying to wrap their heads around how to get these things done Mm -hmm. that we speak to. Um, And a lot of people, honestly, Penny, for the simple things that we talk about, just even in regards to contacting Amazon, changing basic things, for that alone, the membership, I think, is totally worth its price. All of that headache and hassle of trying to figure out what you're supposed to do once you get into your account. 
But anyway, so what we do for the book is if you buy the book, you let us know and we will share all these details, but essentially you let us know and you get a free week of access to our master Amazon video program. So you have a full week to check out all of the videos and we are well over 50 videos right now. I know yeah. it's like, Oh, I need to double check that number before we launch this program. Officially, those of you listening are kind of the first to be hearing about it for the most part, other than those who are on our newsletter because our newsletter people will absolutely hear about it first and get first dibs. But so you get a week's free access. And then after your week's free access is up, we give you a super good discount to get your first full year of your membership. And so you'll get it for a much cheaper rate than retail. So take advantage of at least getting your week's free access, even if you don't get through a lot of the videos. If anything, it gets you that really great discount code to get your full year to kind of get in there and get through everything. Well, and part of the reason why I like the video companion to the book is because the book, you know, the book, so the book launches in November and, you know, maybe by spring of 2021, Amazon will change something. And so uh, as the book sits on the Amazon website, pieces of it become, um, you know, need updating or need to be changed. And yeah, I can get in there and I can certainly update it and reissue the book, et cetera. But we reissue it every year with a big update. So this update is fairly robust, I will say, um, of all of the editions of the chocolate book that I've done. This one is probably 60 to 70% new content. Um, but the video companion piece of it, the Master Amazon video course, is fun because it, Amazon tends, you know, sometimes... Amazon's a little bit tricky and you can, I can walk, you know, we, I walk you through it and we are always adding videos. In fact, today's session, today's podcast session, we're going to, I'm going to do an entirely separate video on that for all of our membership because it's an important, it's an important conversation to have. So we will update the details, both of the, um, the podcast page. So wherever you subscribe to your podcast, you'll see the show notes We'll update that as the release date, as we get the link, et cetera. But if you subscribe to our newsletter and you can go to amarketingexpert.com and just sign up for the newsletter, you'll get all the details that way as well. Um, and we'll certainly talk about it in future podcasts. So today, really, really fun show. We're going to talk about Amazon's hidden relevancy score. And um, Amy, you and I have had, I don't know that we've ever really had a solid conversation on the relevant, like breaking down the relevancy score piece by piece. Have we? No, we haven't. I was very excited when you suggested this topic. So I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to learn something too, which I love because yeah, we have a lot of kind of uh, peripheral conversations that definitely apply to, you know, what you're going to share with us, but connecting all the dots is definitely, it's so important to understand how it all works together. Well, and it's interesting because um, it, it, it's a, it's a weird kind of a, it's a weird kind of a scoring system. It's not like Amazon says, Hey, here's your relevancy score, Penny or Amy or whatever, right. you know, um, much like the way that Google operates. It's, it's a little bit of a hidden system, if that makes sense. That totally makes sense. And you know, it's, when you talk about relevancy and staying relevant, you know, it's, it reminds me a little bit on how, you know, how Amazon is constantly changing, how we are constantly 
doing reviews of our website to stay relevant with Google. You know, we're looking yeah. through our website content to ensure we're using our current keywords, that our funnel for authors to get into and find what they need and figure out the best way to work with us is always the most current and easiest way for them to navigate what we have to offer. And you just have to stay on top of it to make sure nothing gets stagnant, right? Well, so let's let's back up a little bit because I want to just for our listeners, I want to kind of explain um, where this where this relevancy score kind of comes from. I had a I had an email conversation with an Amazon support person one day, and they said something to me in that email that sparked my interest. And they said the overall relevancy of the page, and they didn't use the term relevancy. score, per se but we were talking about a um, we were talking about the significance of the book page in particular and how well it would do in the Amazon search right and when I went back and asked him to clarify the word relevancy of course they didn't because they're always very kind of silence so I started to kind of dig into this and one of the things that I realized from that conversation and that makes actually a lot of sense is that similar to Google Amazon has a so Amazon scores their their product pages so it's not just to books but they score their product pages based on relevancy of the product to the audience right so how relevant is your book to the particular market that you're that you're pitching Okay. And when we talk about um, how, why this is so similar to Google, one of the things that I talk about in the newest edition of how to sell books by the truckload is that Jeff Bezos was an early investor in Google. So he was very much behind the scenes with the Google, you know, with the Google team and how they implemented search strategies. Now, that was a while ago, obviously, because he's been a little busy running Amazon. <laughs> but Google search, even though they've updated their algorithms, hasn't really changed. And Amy, you sort of touched on this too. One of the things that we know from Google is that if your website has, you know, if there's content on the website that isn't relevant to the audience that you are um, searching for, that you're that you're trying to pull into your to your to your site, Google will ding your website and show it less in searches. And Amy, you mentioned that in terms of you know when we do because you're very involved in our website review and making sure that all the pages sync up and things like that. Um, and Amazon, the Amazon book pages are very, very much the same way. So they operate under that same, that those same principles. And if you think about it, it really makes a lot of sense, right? Because Amazon's goal is to show consumers things that are relevant to their searches, because otherwise the Amazon website is pretty useless, right? So if you're searching for, I don't know, whatever it is, let's, so it's 2020, let's say you're searching for hand sanitizer or something, right? And, and the Amazon system shows you a romance novel, you're going to think, first off, that gremlins have taken over the Amazon system, but you're probably not, you're probably going to use Amazon less and less for search if the searches become um, less relevant to what you're actually looking for. Amy, does that make sense? 
That makes a lot of sense. And I really was, I was stifling a quote unquote clean romance comment about the hand sanitizer. I just couldn't help myself. (laughs) I need to get out more apparently. (laughs) But y'all are my only audience I get that actually maybe cares about what I have to say. So I take advantage of it. So, but now this gets me curious though, Penny. So at this point, do you think that when you're figuring in, okay, I have a relevancy score do authors need to be thinking about every single, we'll say product for the sake of, you know, how the whole Amazon system works. So every single book that they've published that's associated with them, do they need to take this into consideration? Um, yes, you do. Except that, um, so what, where I'm looking again at the similarities and the reason that, that this has become kind of an issue with Amazon is because the Amazon search engine and the Google search engine work very similarly, right? So we have some old blog posts and Amy, you and I have kind of gone back and forth on this, right? We've talked about some of these blog posts that were published, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago. And I, re- and I sent you one of them one day and I said, oh my gosh, I can't believe I wrote this. Like, it, you know, because we come, <laughs> yeah. you know, what, the content is outdated, obviously, because it's seven years old or what, however old it is. And we also become, I think, better writers. And we know this as writers, like we become crisper. We have, you know, our writing styles change, um, image preferences change. And you look at like old vintage book covers and things like that. And you, you know, we, we, up- content is always getting updated, Right. It's not so much an issue of older books. So I used to think, so when I was first kind of exploring this, I used to think that, yes, everything matters to the Amazon ecosystem, right? But if you are layering, um, if you're layering great content over dated content, then it's not necessarily going to impact your search as much or your relevancy score, just to keep using that term, as much as if you keep publishing bad books, right? So if your first book that you published five years ago has uh, 10 one-star reviews, that's going to impact the search for that particular book. Amazon's not going to show that book because obviously the 10 people who reviewed the book didn't like it very much for whatever reason, right? So it, you may be, it may be more prudent to pull that book off the Amazon system. But let's say hypothetically that you have a book that's been out for five years and the reviews are, ah, you know, four-ish stars, right? So the reviews aren't awful, but you wish that they were better. The cover could stand improvement. You've got a significant number of views, but you aren't really doing anything with the book anymore. That doesn't hurt your Amazon that doesn't hurt your overall Amazon score as you continue to publish books, you know, into your funnel, as you continue to publish books under your umbrella that keep improving, right? So if you're staying stagnant or like the one star review example that I gave you, if that's all that you're publishing, obviously it's going to hurt your, you know, it's going to hurt your overall uh, relevancy score, but there's more to this too, right? Because, as we know, and Amy, you can really speak to this, as we know, when we're talking about the website, you know, and ranking on Google, everything matters on that website, right? On our, uh, you know, on, on anybody's website in order to get better ranking. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Oh, my gosh. Every little piece matters. And so...
getting back to what you were saying about, you know, maybe the first book wasn't great. Mm -hmm. And then you may have had a book that's doing okay. You wish it had done better. Obviously the, you know, the best way to keep improving this relevancy score is to learn from your mistakes, do better with each new book release. Yeah. But does that mean you don't have to do anything about these books that, you know, are kind of just flailing out there that are potentially hurting your reputation? I mean, if they're still linked to you, don't you want to do something with them to try to resurrect whatever you can? Yeah. So that's a great question. So let's go back to the blog post analogy, right? So I have an older blog post on the website. The content's outdated, but it was relevant and informative at the time. So it was good for its time, but now it's outdated, which is to be expected as things age. Um, if your book is, so if you had your book in the wrong genre, that's a big deal with authors. As we know, when we, when you get to the book details part of this conversation, we'll go into that more. Uh, if your book was in the wrong genre, if the cover did not appeal to your market, right? So that's another kind of wrong genre sort of discussion. If the book was full of typos, if there are, if there are fixable issues, I guess is maybe a shorter better way to, to address this. If there are fixable issues that you can go back and make changes to, it can absolutely help you. And some authors do this by republishing their books, right? So they will republish them under, you know, in, in newer editions and things like that. And I think we did a separate show on republishing, but yeah, you can absolutely go back. You should definitely fix things that are wrong, so, and we've done this, you know, mm -hmm. on, uh, when you've spotted things like on my books, we say, whoa, Penny, you, you know, we need to fix this or something like that. But um, you definitely want to fix things that are wrong or that feel broken. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's a really good point because, you know, we, we do similarly, you know, on mul multiple shows, we've talked about how you don't want to draw attention to things that you're not super proud of. Yes. And so, you know, we say that about social a lot. Like, don't just be on a social site because you think you're supposed to be there. Because if you've abandoned it and that link is on your website, it just looks sloppy. So I, I think that's so perfect and fits along with that whole concept of like being aware of where there are broken links in your overall brand. And I think, you know, like you said, fixing those details on those pages that you have control over and tightening those up does make a huge difference. And I can only imagine Amazon will notice those kind of things. It'll start, it'll start picking up on the, these changes and these improvements. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's also, and I want you to address the book details and the, the details of book pages and things in a second, because that's something that Amy does a lot of our book uh, Amazon book page evaluations, which I love, I also love doing. I just don't always have the time to do them. But the other piece of it too is, is that yes, it's about improving your Amazon relevancy score, but remember that you are really about pulling in the right readers for your book, right? And this is, that is too broad of a conversation to get into within the, you know, within the, the, the time that we have allotted to the show, but it's really about, so if you have an, if you have an older book up on Amazon and you've had some negative reviews because you put it out to the wrong audience, there is a reason that that impacts your overall Amazon score because Amazon, you know, the Amazon search engine looks at that and says, well, this author is, doesn't really know who their market is essentially. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's more, it's also about, you know, you have to really remember it's, it's about the consumer experience. It's about the reader experience. That is the thing 
that Amazon cares about above all else. So whatever you're doing um, in terms of your book page, in terms of your book description, in terms of your cover, that all factors into your relevancy score, but it should also matter to you because it matters to your reader. Right. That's a really good point. If you're not doing everything you can to help Amazon sell your book, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Hate to say it, but that's a very good point. The way you phrased it that time, it's like, no, they want to make an easy sale. They want to sell things that people are interested in and are proving to be relevant. I, I love that so much that, yeah, you need to make it easy for Amazon to help you sell your book. I think that's, that's a really smart way to look at it because if you're, skipping out on any of these little things that are technically easy fixes, you're not doing yourself or Amazon any good. Well, and because the other piece of it too is, is that, and I keep telling you to get to the detail stuff and I keep interrupting I you. But, sorry. No. But the, other, but the other piece of this though too, Amy, is that, so if I'm Amazon, right, if I'm, if I'm running Amazon, let's say, and I keep sending consumers to pages that, that aren't, aren't aligned with what they're looking for, guess what's going to happen? that consumer is going to go somewhere else. They're going to go to Etsy or they're going to go to, you know, some other place to get what they're looking for if Amazon cannot serve up the right content for that consumer. And at the end of the day, I get it because that's really what you, you know, that, that's really what Amazon wants. So that's the thing. And, you know, we talk about this because we're going to do a separate show on Amazon ads and, and I'm probably going to beat that drum again. <laughs> that is the thing that, you know, if you're doing any kind of ads and, and if, I don't care if it's Facebook or Instagram or Amazon and your book page is not converting, that is also going to impact your relevancy score too. Um, and something that you and I have talked about before is how much, how much more attention authors really need to pay to their author central and to their book pages in general. Yes, exactly. So things like, you know, not claiming your author central, that still kills me when, yeah. when, when we meet authors that are like, what is that? It's like, whoa, whoa. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But also claiming all of your books, we see that a lot. Um, we still see Penny. We work with a lot of clients that um, have books that are published under different variations of their name, which also fragments what you have going on. Uh, product pages that don't convert our tech. You know, we we've talked about this on definitely on multiple episodes. We've touched on it where you know you want to make your description scannable, easily readable. You know, you want people to get what your book is about without trying so hard. Your title and your subtitle matter. Uh, not being vague or mis too mysterious with your, with your title and subtitle to where people have no idea what genre your book is even in. Yeah. Um, and that's very critical for the cover too, when people don't create covers that match their genre or topic. That is something else that is quickly going to kill any chance of a sale that you potentially had by getting that traffic to your page in the first place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, you mentioned, you mentioned ads. So that you say, I know we're going to do a show on this. So it's like, we don't want to cover it too much, but so I'm so excited to hear about it though. And what you have to say about that, because the ads portion of this is not, I'm, I'm excited to explain why having a specific strategy for ads makes the most sense because I'm sure a lot of people are thinking like, well, my book did bad. I'll run some ads and fix it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. it's like, 
Oh, oh yeah. God. No, no. You know, it's like running ads to fix stuff is not the answer. Um, but I'm so excited to discuss why ads are awesome as long as you keep the right mindset about it because, yeah. because a lot of this, it plays off of itself. So, you know, you start buttoning up your pages, you get those covers redone, you really start improving your overall presence on Amazon. And then when you start factoring in what ads can do for you when done the right way, it really, it really gets exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, it, you know, and many times, and Amy, you know this too, um, the changes aren't, so when, you know, when, when, when you listen to podcasts, I know it sounds like we're just giving you a ton of homework and go and fix everything on your Amazon book pages. But Amy, you know this because you do so many of these evaluations. A lot of these changes that help your visibility aren't necessarily major. Like some of them are just really small things, right? It's it's very true. It's kind of like any other homework that you're assigned. You know what I mean, Penny? Like yeah. we all have that kind of work where it's like, in your head, you know that once you dig in and start doing it, it's not that bad. It's just like setting aside the time to get in the zone and get your mind right and pull together everything that you've learned from reading our blog, from listening to this podcast. Hopefully, some of you that listen have our, our members in our video program, our Amazon video program, and kind of pulling that all together and checking off all those boxes. But it yeah. really does come together quite quickly. These are things that you log in you fix and then you're out of there. We're not presenting things that are going to take you days, let alone weeks or months to rectify by any means. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, it is the, the small details matter. And the, the other piece of this too is that the details matter. Again, we all want to appease Amazon. We all want to get great ranking. But at the end of the day, the reader is the most important they are the most important um, piece of the equation, right? And you want to make sure that you're, you're doing things that are in the best interest of the reader because 95% of books are sold word of mouth. So as much as Amazon is important to book selling, readers telling other readers is equally, if not more important. So in the next show, we are going to talk about Amazon ads. I think that's the next show. I hope I'm not misspeaking, but I think Amy and I talked about the schedule before we started recording. Then I was like, <laughs> what was that schedule again, Amy? <laughs> it's a mystery. That's what makes this podcast so much fun. Right? I know. I know. It's a mystery. Well, listen, we want to thank you all for, um, for listening and for reviewing. We appreciate your review. Again, please review this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We are now also on Audible, which I'm super excited about. And we want to thank you so much for tuning in. This is Penny Sansevieri and Amy Cornell, and we appreciate you listening. Bye-bye.